Hi, I'm DJ Cthulhu. And I'm Kane. Let's go on a tangent. Alright, so, uh, Vera could not be with us this week. Don't worry, she's fine. She's fine. <laughs> um, but, uh, we do have some, but we still are here. Uh, we do have some news this week, uh, which is that, uh, Activision Blizzard is in the news again. What a shock. I can't believe it. <clears throat> so, uh... Basically, uh, they realize their games aren't very diverse, which, you know, is true. And, you know, the logical thing to do this would be, you know, hire more people from different backgrounds, right? Right? You'd think so, right? You'd like, think so, but generally. the thing is, the is since this is a company run by, well, software developers, obviously the solution was to be found in software. So they created a diversity tool that uh, calculates how diverse people are on or characters are on different metrics like 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 skin color and sexuality it, it's got, and uh, seven gender. axes it seems age ability body type gender identity sexual orientation culture and ethnicity which means Ugh. since these are all linear uh how exactly are they going to measure culture at yeah, that's um like that, how how like mm, do, do some groups have more culture than others? Uh, according are, to the image they, they have here, no one's to? that cultured, but the least cultured is this guy with a blonde beard and a robot arm. So, I I don't know. That's I'm bizarre. The promotional issue. Um, oh yeah, I I loaded up. I I loaded up the 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 Activision Blizzard website. And by Eric Alt, whoever the fuck that is, on May 12th, 2022, they put up this article about it. But then there's an editor's note on May 13th that says, There has been conversation online regarding the diversity space tool, particularly concerning its intent and our commitment to diversity. We've edited this blog post to clarify the prototype is not being used in active game development. Okay. <laughs> I dislike how that implies that the that like the full version might be. Well, so here's the thing. They continue on by saying it's currently in beta, which Oh no. is worse. Yeah. and it's designed as an optional supplement to the hard work and focus our teams already place on telling diverse stories with diverse characters pardon uh, wait uh cl point of clarification is this the same company that hired bobby kotick uh let me find out bobby kotick activision Blizzard. Also, sorry uh, if I'm saying his last name wrong. Yes, he is the fucking CEO. Ah, yeah, that, that, yeah. Who, who, uh, who is Bobby Kotick? I don't know a lot about him. Isn't he like the one who had like that whole scandal? Uh, let me uh, let me refresh myself. Up. Uh, <laughs> I feel like that that radioactive uh, skeleton guy. Do you have any idea how little uh, that narrows it down? <laughs> uh, let's see. Um. <laughs> uh, I, I I don't even remember. He he did something bad though. There's a reason that like his name gets criticized. I I forget what it is though. So sorry. Um, I really just don't know much so, about gaming. Uh, that's fair. So so they or about they... ethics in game journalism. 
The objective of the tool is to uncover unconscious bias by identifying existing norms and representation and acknowledging opportunities for growth and inclusion. uh, It's not a substitute for any other essential effort by our teams in this regard. So here's the thing someone on Twitter pointed out about it, which is the reason this is going to end up getting used by like the marginalized people who uh, at the company is because often those higher up won't listen to them unless they can provide some sort of proof. And this will probably be a way to provide that. So it's depressing that people will be forced into using it. And that sucks. Like they should just people like, what if, what if instead of, like, the corpo response of having to create some fucking ridiculous tool, uh, what if instead they had a, a diverse staff and consulted with diverse... Okay. I figured out what was ro- what's wrong with Bobby Kotick, by the way. Oh, yeah? Uh, it appears that he knew for years about uh, sexual harassment and assault at the company and didn't care. Wow, what a dick. So, typical CEO. Uh, but, uh, beyond that, uh, I will also say I take issue with the promotional image they used here because they seem to think that, uh, because the only character who scores higher on, um, gender identity is the one with, uh, pink hair, which granted is hot, but also, like, that's very much playing into, like, this idea of, uh, you know, like, t- tell me they weren't going for, like, pink haired SJW with that. I'm trying to I'm trying to find this this uh, image here. Uh, it was uh, one moment. Uh, oh, I got it! I got it! I got it! I'll uh, I'll I'll link it in the description. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, and I I'm I also think a little confused by why uh, the sexual orientation of that person is uh, not higher because I look that person is not straight. I'm going to tell you that right now. Yeah, no, there's, I got, there's the, the, vibes there. The, the big haired one is not straight, and I want them to fuck me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, like, can we talk about, like, measuring the diversity? Of, like, like it, it just feels like this is not gonna be a, in any way a good thing. You oh, know it's not I mean? a good thing. That, that was the point, because you're gonna have to create rankings of which people are more culture- and yeah, more ethnicity and, and more ethnicity and more ability and more body type like i, I tweeted out the other day uh, about that actually uh where i mentioned that i was min maxing my culture and gender identity i just like i want to know how do you how do you provide okay so like the the next question i have is the 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 implication of these lines is weird to me Cause like, body type is this just a linear scale from like what sh- short to tall? What part? <laughs> like that's that like what what's well what's being well, measured? Well, judging, by, judging by like the pink haired person who scores high, maybe it means like hot. Yeah, maybe I don't know. But that if that's even more fucked up, if they're like this character is more diverse <laughs> because he's a total uggo, like that's strange. That's a strange way to look at anything. Uh, I, I guess the, the problem here is that also, um, as for the age thing, um, how does that work? Like, wh- how do we put it? Like, how do you square it with the fact these are like video game characters? They might not age like people. Like, what? maybe they live like thousands of years. Does that yeah. make them more diverse if it's like someone who lives a thousand <laughs> years? Well, and the, and like, the... if it's like Gandalf or something? 
Well, based on that, though, also, apparently the pink hair and the the person in the back who who has, like, a, a green color scheme going on, which I always support. Uh, they're babies, aren't they? Huh? Like they're babies. Age, yeah, their age is zero, question mark? Like, are they... What do you mean? What's the cutoff? When do you start aging? <laughs> Like, what does that mean? It's all meaningless. And and uh, also, um, uh, about the uh, also, I, I gotta admit, if your ethnicity scale goes from, as it appears to hear, from white to not white, that is really not good. Yeah, that's. I was just like ethnicity. Huh, the only person who's high on that is the person who appears to be a person of color. Um, that's, that's like, yeah, mm. <laughs> uh, and, uh, all of, and, uh, all of them are pretty low on culture, so I'm not even sure what that's supposed to mean. Yeah, what does that mean? Does that mean, like, they're, 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 they're just, they're not like, cultured? They're, they're basic bitches? They're, ba yeah, pumpkin spice latte types? I mean, I refuse to believe the pink haired one is. I, I agree, like, this doesn't, like, visually make sense with the design of these characters I'm looking at. The, 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 you, you see, um, I, sorry if this is too lewd, but the pink-haired one I I feel like would uh, be getting and also maybe hopefully serving um, uh, lattes with, with milk. M milk, uh, sorry, milk. I mean, anyway, where, where was I? I don't know, I just want to know about this bearded guy's arm. Do you think it... Apparently, it counts as a disability. Oh no! Look at look at the look at the thing for him. Look, it says his ability <laughs> oh, no. is, you know, or is higher because he has a robot arm. Oh no! Can I just say that is not how disability works? That's not. Oh no! Having like a video game robot arm does not make you disabled. <clears throat> now, having like the real thing that exists would, but like this is a video game. And that's not what, like, actual prosthetics look like. But, like, but, like, that's really high on the, quote, ability scale, unquote. So, does that mean the ability scale works at, at, at the highest being the most disabled? Which is, like... Uh, basically, I think this could all be summarized as uh, exactly the reason why we don't leave certain uh, things to software developers. This is, this is, like, the most, like, like, this is, like, the most, like, 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 white people thing, you know? Yeah, it's, it's the reason you don't leave things up to tech bros, because they will try to put everything to an algorithm, and, you know, when all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a fucking nail. Yeah, do, but do you know what I mean about Speaking this being, nails, like, like, the pink-haired really one? White. I mean, actually, we're not gonna go there again, but... But yeah, it's very, it's very clearly made by white people. Like it's like the and and like white cisgender abled people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. At possibly skewing masculine. <laughs> I'm gonna guess very much skewing masculine. Yeah. Um, and uh. <laughs> well, it's like when they tried to train AIs on the internet and they turned into racists. Like <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, one other point of, uh, comment, uh, in the news this week, uh, is that, uh, Bitcoin, uh, the line is going down, uh, stonks. Stonks down. Oh, no. 
I would hate it so much if Bitcoin stopped existing forever. It's, it's just, it, it it's like, on the one hand, like, yes, people staked their futures and shit on this, but it's like everyone told them not to do it. They did it anyway. It's a, it's, a, it's like the people. It's like the there. There was some tweet I saw that perfectly epitomized this about like orangutans and guns. Let me try to find it. Well, it's so it's like it's like the people. They they buy into buck coin or whatever or, or dog circles and they go they they're like, I now use a decentralized digital money. Like okay, so it's a decentralized digital <clears throat> money, backed up in value. By, uh, by hard math and nothing else. Uh, also, what I find like, interesting about the decentralization aspect is a lot of them seem to really not like it when they run into the consequences of that. Like, they'll get their stuff stolen and then they'll demand, like, centralization or some central authority to save them. <clears throat> well, and then, but then the central authority, being the IRS, is like, Oh, are there problems? And they're like, uh, no, no, never mind. No, uh, mm, uh, no, no, no problems over here. I like, well, that's why, that's, I, in my opinion, that's why Bitcoin is dropping because the people who had an iota of brain cell and like actual millions in Bitcoin are cashing the fuck out because they can see the writing on the wall. Well, yeah, I, I mean, uh, to, to be not to give too much credit, but there are some people who got into this early on who maybe had some idea of, like, what they were... Not not some idea of what they were doing, because I don't think anyone really does here. I don't think anyone really knows to be, how to beat the market. But, uh, I, but I do think uh, there's this idea that... Uh, uh, but I, but I do think there are some people, at least, who could see that things were about to fall apart and got the fuck out. <laughs> uh, anyway, I found the I found the tweet uh, that this was uh, that I was thinking of, uh, which is by uh, Mr. David Fisher. If a man gets shot, it's sad. If a man gets shot by an orangutan after giving said orangutan a gun, despite many people warning him that giving an orangutan a gun was a bad idea, and he very smugly said that giving the orangutan a gun was actually a genius move, it's funny. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, like, that's the thing, you know? Like, we've been warning them. And, like, people have been raising the alarm about... Yeah, it's not like we didn't warn them. But they didn't want to listen, because they were like, we're going to be we're gonna be rich and have so many apes. <clears throat> Fucking so many colorful apes. You, you know, this is what happens when you don't drink your slurp juice. What the hell is slurp juice? Some of you, uh, some of y'all don't get it. Ape holders can use multiple slurp juices. Uh, uh, oh, it's uh, I should explain. Um, oh, it's right. Oh, meme, God, it's okay. that meme that was going around that unfortunately appears to be linked to fascists, uh, because the whole crypto scene is fascists at this point. I mean, uh, yeah. But uh, basically, it's apparently a thing where people, I don't even fully understand it, but it's like a cryptic meme that was going around where people were talking about slurp juice. So, you know, I'm saying, like, this is what happens when you don't drink your slurp juice. Meanwhile, I would love to slurp someone's juices. Especially the pink-haired one. 
Yes, yes, very much the Pink Turtle. <laughs> um, uh, but anyway, uh, <clears throat> anyway, uh, so uh, our we should probably get on to the main segment now that we've gone through the news of the week. Um, oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, so uh, since uh, you are the more accomplished writer here, uh, you want to start us off? Well, so I wanted to talk about uh, like just write like being both being a, a queer writer and also like writing queer stories and queer characters because like we touched on this a little bit with dr uh, bacallion yeah. a few months back uh but we'd like to go back to it because it's kind of a big topic well and so like like when i first started writing i wrote um i like a like a lot of like like hi i'm john motherfucker here with you know be just like, I wrote basic characters that were very, like, allo-cis-heteronormative. That's a long, that's a lot of syllables. Um, and, like, I didn't have a lot of, of, ironically, diversity in the characters I wrote. But... Maybe you just needed to rank them on this little chart. <laughs> Based on really how, bad How much metrics. culture and ability they have. Yeah. How many how many robot arms do you have? That's the critical question. But um no, so like when I started allowing myself to write queer stories, I, I had a an interesting realization, and that is that um as as a queer person who's been really active in a lot of queer communities and for a lot of years, and the, the queer characters I write, I noticed that intimacy not even, not even just sexual, but like intimacy and emotions and things are are much. They seem to come much more freely when I'm writing queer characters than, you know, John cisgender heterosexual <laughs> at law. Um, um, did, did I did I tell everyone the time I tried to write like a cisgender main character, like a, a cisgender straight male main character? <laughs> I, I think i told everyone about that so you see i tried to so you see uh okay this is kind of my story here uh uh but th my origin story is basically uh i uh was trying to write like this really crappy novel uh that i can obviously never publish for obvious reasons but uh that featured uh a self-insert character who was supposed to be you know a straight cis man um and I realized it's really hard to write straight cis male characters. Uh, it's really mm -hmm. hard to do that, especially because I was trying to write like intimate scenes and it's just hard to do that for these characters. So I did what any normal straight cisgender person would do and started researching medical transition so I could accurately write myself insert character transitioning. But very cis of me. Very <laughs> cis. Um, well, that's the thing. Like a lot of... Because I wanted to be a good ally and do it right. Um, and, well, the rest is history. Well, well, and I, I talked about that... this a little bit again with Dr. Bacallian, but, like, the, the point is uh, that I basically wrote my way out of the closet. Yeah, it's like... A lot of... Well, so a lot of writing can be used to explore generate, and even, even now... As I write today, like I still use my writing to explore some things with gender and sexuality, and that's another thing that a lot of queer writing does. And and why I would encourage reading writing by queer authors 
is that it's an exploration for the reader too. It is, yeah. And it's also why I think we could encourage uh, queer folks to write, even if they don't plan to like publish it or anything, just to get ideas on paper can be helpful in thinking about things. And so another thing that I, I, I wanted to, well, God damn it, I'm too stoned for uh, figuring out what order things are. But uh, ap- apropos, more accurately, of the the intimacy being more common, um, I also find when I write queer characters, like I understand the way that there's a there's a sort of way that a lot of queer and, and this isn't the way every queer person is. I'm not gonna I'm not saying like every single queer person on earth is like this, but you know, when we when we make friends and we really click with someone, like the the way friendships work between queer people is often very different. It it is, yeah. Uh I, I don't I also kind of have a theory about what you said earlier about intimacy, which is that the reason it's easier to write intimacy between queer characters is because uh, cishet society frames intimacy as like a thing to do in monogamous heterosexual long-term relationships, right? It doesn't really allow intimacy between people outside of that context. But, uh, you know, uh, queer people, you see, we're more kind of open to that, I guess. Uh, and to be clear, it's, it's okay if you're queer to want like long-term monogamous relationships. That's totally okay, too. But the point is, I think we are kind of more accepting and understanding of stuff that doesn't fit that. Well, yeah, and another thing that I've noticed with the the current project I'm working on is writing an explicitly queer character who's not got a lot of experience, like in the wider world and things. The way the way the way queer queer people engage with the world can be very different than the way that you know your average uh, you know allo cishet guy is and i i think it's important to to like emphasize that it, it's great when there's representation but like i don't always think the representation written by Allo cishet folk is very good, even it's, though it's they're often trying. Not. Like, like, yes, they're trying. And I mean, I guess I kind of do think it's better than like writing like horrible on purpose evil caricatures. Sure. Uh, but like at the same time, yeah, I, I agree. It really isn't uh, because I, I think they're still trying to view queer people through that uh, heteronormative, cisnormative lens, right? Um, it's. Uh, it's just they're they're trying to view all of that through through that lens, and so they end up getting like a distorted picture. Uh, it's like uh, there's this idea uh, in uh, anthropology uh, called um, cultures brille, uh, or I, I probably pronounced that wrong, but like the idea that like your sort of culture shades how you see things, and uh, well, that's typically applied to like ethnic groups. I think it also could apply to subcultures uh, within a broader society uh, that aren't based on race or ethnicity or religion. Yeah, well, uh, another thing I've always, I've, I want to talk about, actually, now that I'm on, on the subject of just going all over the place, 
a lot of people in the queer community have a lot of ideas about what queer writers should be queer writing. Hmm. And yeah. I, I find it really frustrating because I'll see a lot of people who are like, hey, you don't, not every story about a, a trans character needs to be about them discovering they're trans. Like, okay, but every story isn't. And like, those stories can be valuable and important to a lot of people, including the person writing them. Yeah, uh, and of course, uh, or uh, I'd, I'd say another thing is a lot of people seem to uh, get uh, upset about, uh, paradoxically, about stories that they consider to be too desexualizing, but also those that they consider to be, like, sexualizing things. And it's like, well, I mean, I mean, uh, well, I, I think the lines between those are kind of blurred, but but also like uh, at the same like sex and sexuality are a part of life. Like if you want to write about life, like those are things you can write about within it, and you don't have to, but it's it's a thing you that writers can write about. <laughs> As to like the blurring of lines part, uh. Uh, do you want to say anything about that? Because I think the sort of blurring of lines between like sexual and non-sexual bears talking about. Well, so as a, in my experience with queer people, but also you know in 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 writing, like there's a general you know what's what's sexual and what's not sexual is very different than like cisgender heterosexual folk tend to consider like there's a there's a there's there's less of a hard line of like if you know if you're if you're doing this thing you're that you're fucking immediately like it's it's the the both the intimacy and and sexual contact and things have a tendency to blend in with what's going on significantly more instead of being these big you know these isolated focused events there's there's a uh a, a blurring between that because once you're a queer person surrounded by other queer people there's 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 so much comfort in oneself so much more than than in in general society that i i feel at least uh a lot of people are more willing to be more liberal with you know what nudity is considered I, I think, too much. I think, whatever, yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. It's it's about loving oneself, uh, really. And I think yeah. this is also kind of a big thing with transition. Like we don't get to talk about this much because again, there's all these efforts to pathologize it, like Ray Blanchard's AGP thing and whatnot. But uh, at the same time, it's like you know, transitioning did make me a lot more comfortable with my body, and you know, with. Uh, you know, engaging with it uh, sexually with other people or uh, uh, even by myself or in terms of like nudity, it, it just made me a lot more comfortable with that. Uh, and so like, I feel like if I'm going to write uh, about that, I should talk about that. I shouldn't have to hide that. <clears throat> yeah, well, and, well and, and for instance, something that happened in, in my life that is mirrored in a story I'm currently working on is... Um, the the main character expresses that he, at least that's how he's referred to uh, then by his own choice, like, he doesn't really know what he is. 
and that's and, okay. Well, and just when well, just having people tell him that's fine, take as much time as you need, changes his entire world. Well, yeah, that's the kind of thing I really wish I'd heard that way back when. Well, and but just like, and people don't understand that. So that sometimes these writing of experiences, they 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 aren't just. They aren't just about telling a story, like, they're also telling the reader a little more directly sometimes even, that it's it's okay. It's okay to not know. It's okay to need to explore it. It's okay to be afraid to explore it, but you should still do it. And people do figure out these things using, like, stuff we've read. Like, like uh, as I mentioned, kind of the main catalyst, I think, for my egg cracking was uh, the thing I wrote. But another thing that definitely contributed was at the time, as part of my effort to write that character, quote-unquote, accurately, uh, was that I started reading, like, nonfiction uh, stuff uh, by trans women about their experiences, like, before and after figuring out that they were trans. Um, and I think that definitely had an impact, too. Uh, sure i mean the the well and and queer see when you write queer sex as well Mm. i find it to be very different than than a lot of the heter like heterosexual people writing heterosexual sex that i've read like in, in the queer sex that i write i the these are people you know, they'll talk, they'll laugh. Sometimes they'll say something funny. There'll be yeah, a joke, yeah. like, because it's, yeah. there's so much more comfort with oneself and awareness that th- the sex doesn't have to be this, like, r- like ritualistic, hyper-serious, weird time. So it absolutely for- can be realistic, r- uh, ritualistic in, like, ways that well, aren't serious. Well, sure, but, like, but you can laugh, you can you talk, can, and yeah. you can communicate. And I, I, I was never really very much aware of that until i was out as queer and like interacting with queer people and learning about myself and i and, and realizing like shit i gotta like uh, like unclench my ass a little bit here jesus yeah uh it's it, yeah I, th- I think it's that straight society again frames sex as like uh you know procreative uh or for consummating marriage or whatever uh and uh so frames it as uh <laughs> missionary until you come but it's like we have so many more possibilities that exist oh yeah oh, yeah like uh uh i I don't know if this is too much information to share, but like even, um, you know, uh, as someone who has a dick who occasionally uh, engages with partners uh, who have vaginas, uh, it still is very different than like having sex as like a straight person. Like it just is. Like, just in terms of, like, the attitude towards it and the way people view it. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, <clears throat> it's just fundamentally different. <clears throat> Absolutely. I, I just, what, another, another thing that I think, that I think is important to discuss when it comes to queer writing is that, um, a lot of people act like you can't, <sighs> So there's this concept of, like, queer suffering being used as entertainment. 
fucking like do you know what do you know what i mean like where people are like yeah, people love to always, watch suffering is entertainment it's always about like queer and people will say like you know your story doesn't have to be about queer pain it can be about queer joy but like but it also can be about pain but like the thing is like some stories can be about, about pain yeah well some stories can be about both yeah yeah uh, i mean there's i mean it's kind of i guess this idea of like the two is like contrasts uh you know like suffering versus joy uh and <clears throat> that's a contrast that i think we are quite familiar with because uh well one there, there's like a lot of suffering uh in the world uh and many of us have gone through suffering while trying to find uh you know our identities and stuff but also many of us have a uh, uh, found have found great joy or hopefully will in the future upon like finding that and <clears throat> well yeah like I, it, it, in the end i think what i want to say to like any aspiring like writers and 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 queer people who want to write and who are afraid of writing the wrong thing or whatever write write your story other people don't have to read it. But if there, if there's a story you've got to tell, or you want to tell as a queer person about queer characters, about queer joy, about queer pain, about queer discovery, about queer self-exploration, write your and story. I, I guess what I'd say is I think a writing tip that's kind of for anyone, uh, I mean, it definitely applies here, but kind of for any writer writing about anything, is write what you want to write, not what you think other people will read. Yeah, yeah. Um. Hmm. Love it when I when I when I start to talk and then my brain goes. Mm -mm, nope. Um. When so, so one of the one of the aspects of the 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 blurring of lines though that I I wanted to talk about a teeny bit more is the 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 way cis people and specifically cisgender heterosexual people i suppose um like the way they define being in a relationship being in a family being in a blah 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 is much more static and and on and off you know light switch flipping type I... than I'd argue the ideas themselves aren't static, but are uh, things that people like to pretend are static. Like you, like people yeah. pretend there's this idea of the traditional family, or uh, as like the nuclear family, and it's like no, that really wasn't common in really any of the world until like the last century or so. Like like before that, uh, the idea of like a family is just you know your parents and uh, children uh, and immediate family was not really a common thing is my understanding it's very much like a capitalist modern conservative invention well yeah but no what i meant I, what i meant was like with 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 cisgender heterosexual people there will be a lot of formality about oh, like, oh yeah, yeah yeah are we together but yeah. with a lot with a lot of queer characters like they'll just hang out for part of the story like part of the story i'm working on and 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 there's no like moment where they're like and that was when i knew 
he was my boyfriend. There's just like they they just grow closer there and 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 the relationship is what it is and in the current story I'm working on somebody actually eventually is like so are you are you two like a thing or something and their response is to like kind of look at each other and be like oh, I guess <laughs> yeah I've I've been there uh, and like that's but that's I you know it's not I don't see that in in uh, cis het stories because, because about cishet cishet. society doesn't allow for that it it's your inner relationship in this on these terms or you're not yeah and everything must be formal <laughs> and you have to immediately label it and tell everyone you know <laughs> and it's just like w- with the queer characters I'm, I'm so the story i'm working on right now is explicitly a story about someone who escapes what is an, uh, meant to be an analog of uh, like cisgender, heterosexual, allo-normative society, um, into a place where it, you know, it ain't perfect. Shit's not, you know, a hundred percent better or anything, but where the 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 people he winds up with, and eventually the people he he winds up working with and living with, um, in in sort of what essentially equates to a commune. Jesus Christ, I know how this sounds. Um. <laughs> uh are are unambiguously all at least a little bit queer and it's it's a story about like well, i mean magic and f- fighting monsters and shit but also about him learning what it is to have a family and him learning the joy of having having people that that understand at least on some level who who he is or at least what he's going through or what he's trying to figure out and that's you know that's how it how it is he, he he's he's out there trying to find a home and a lot like i feel like a lot of queer writing deals with that theme of trying to find a home you know yeah because when we live in kind of a hostile society uh I, that's kind of an understatement <laughs> but we live in a we live in a society we live in a, yes we we live in a society I, I can't do a joker voice that was a terrible attempt and i shouldn't have tried we live <laughs> we live in a society where honor is a distant memory i don't know how i got these scars i'm gonna get there's gonna be so many people on twitter like hey don't ever do a joker impression again ever <laughs> that was a mistake you've insulted the joker name <laughs> You are ashamed. You are an offense to the Joker family. <laughs> you have offended the Joker family. They will be. They'll be sending a strike team immediately. <laughs> oh God! But but yeah. Well, that's because we do. We live in a hostile society, and this story is is, you know, like I said, it's it's. There's a lot of of. Is symbology a word? Uh, I think so. Does it mean what I? Does it mean what I probably think it means, or am I going to look at this? I hope so. Okay, well, there's a lot of sim- symbolism and symbology or whatever. Uh, but... Symbology is the study of symbols. Okay, so there's a lot of symbolism that that amateur symbologists may enjoy um, dealing with, um, for instance, the 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 way queer people are treated in a society that overvalues 
uh, reproduction, for instance. Um, and also, like, the literal grinding gears of capitalism and how that affects queer people. And, like, the thing about... The thing about the, the, the things I see where people are like, y'all need to stop writing queer pain is that it really misunderstands that a lot of queer pain comes as as we... <sighs> What was what's that Herman Herman Hess quote or whatever that I always like the oh yeah oh uh oh uh, he he who oh, would be uh, born the, must oh uh let, let me try to remember the whole thing uh uh right uh the bird fights its way out of the egg uh the egg is the world uh he who would be born must first destroy a world I think well exactly and so like a lot of queer pain involves uh, uh, the fact that. In the society we live in, to reach queer joy, we have to destroy our world. Sometimes yeah. very abstractly, but sometimes very literally. Yeah. Uh, a lot of us have lost people for it, have lost uh, jobs. Homes, um, families. Homes, yeah. Uh, and this is, again, why, uh, I, why I love the uh, Matrix film series. Because that's about that. Uh, it, it's about because uh, it, it's a, although it's specifically about you know being trans, I think it is a powerful metaphor for queerness in general. It's about like you know see, uh, you know living in like this safe illusion uh, versus uh, you know the the harsh reality. Uh, but it's true. You know the way Neo in in matrix four the fourth one um it, you, you know the movie in which lana wachowski looked directly at the camera and said they'd make it without us if they didn't make it with us that one um uh when when do you, do you remember when neo is talking with niobe in in yeah. in that conversation feels very fucking gay, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like... Yeah, it, it, it does. Um, the, the other thing I was going to say, say is uh, thought... that the, the, the whole is that the, the whole thing is uh, about uh... <clears throat> I, I'd also uh, compare the uh, relationship between Neo and Trinity in the first few films because it's very much not like a conventional relationship but they clearly are in love clearly like, like there is a relationship it's but it's very much not conventional at all well when well, there's no point like well, okay so there is a point where she's like i love you but like there, there's not, that part yes but they, they they don't declare themselves to be like a couple they don't get married they just they just show up around each other all the time and be intimate and fuck at the end and fuck in a cave that's so queer though like you don't start dating you just like you're you just like fuck it like the rave cave you fuck at a rave cave sometimes but like you kind of just start showing up everywhere together and then suddenly you live together you have a subaru and four cats like <laughs> like that's just how it happens i don't know i don't make, not always obviously not for every queer person but like that's literally like what i'm talking yeah, and you, about and then you find and then like you've been separated but then you find each other again and it's like and 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 you like know each other still like like even though society tried to tell you not to it's like 
you, you know each other you found yeah. each other again um and then you and then you uh f- and then you fight people together that, that's, yeah, and that's then, super and you, gay and then you learn to fly that's how that's that's yeah, you, how being yeah, queer you, works you fight people and then you go to the house of the okay uh spoil, <laughs> complete spoiler alert for a uh, complete spoiler alert for matrix four right? and, then you, go to, uh, and then you go to the house of the literal you, patriarchy yeah and kick the shit out of it yeah yeah and then you tell him you're gonna paint the skies rainbow uh, but like that's the that's that's and that's the queer joy and there's all that pain at the at the start there's all this pain of neo struggling to to free trinity but it's 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 because it's because society makes us feel that pain but when we fight through it my concept of when people write queer pain is that when we fight through it we do get to that queer joy yeah, the, uh, the, yeah, the pain is worth it. We it do shows... get to that uh, beating up the patriarchy and then making the sky rainbow and freeing everyone. Sort of. Well, yeah, I mean, we're working on it. We're, we're working, working on it, but we will it. get yeah. there. We will get, we'll get there. there. We it, don't I'm, know who struck first, us or the gays, but we know it was us that roasted the sky. <laughs> we, we know, yeah. We know it was us that queered the sky. Yeah, we did it. We did it. That's our fault. Sorry, everybody. Or not. I don't know. Maybe, maybe queer the sky would be great. I, I mean, I, I think it would be pretty good. I don't know. It might start raining men. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody thinks it's all fun games and hallelujah <laughs> until you have to sweep them off the street. Well, yeah, until you have twinks falling out of the sky. <laughs> until you remember how terminal velocity works and how high up clouds actually are. Except, uh, except that kind of did happen in in the movie. Because remember that scene where like the people were like turning like turning into droids or drones or whatever, and then jumping out of windows. Oh yeah, that's true. So that kind of did happen, but like that was before. Um, God, that that movie had some really fucked up shit in it, but like in a good way. I'm not it was like, a criticizing very, it. Was a very, it. Yeah, it was it was a very gay sort of uh, continuation. And very like it had raining men, <laughs> rainbow skies, uh, fight, eyes, uh, hot women fighting, hot um, women fighting with swords. <laughs> and if there wasn't a sword, it's okay. You can imagine one. And um, um and uh, uh, oh, it had them. Uh, can we? I need to take a moment to acknowledge oh, the Mer- oh, um, Merovingian being a boomer screaming about cell phones. <laughs> that was really, I'm going to be honest, that was a little on the nose, but I really liked it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. Um, oh, oh, um, and also it had Sibebe. Sibebe, the, the, the most adorable of the sentients. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Eminently uh, uh, cuddleable. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I recently watched a Thought Slimes video about the synthetic left, uh, or about the, or about like the evil, or about like what, what the so-called synthetic left is, which he is claim, which they say he's a part of. But it, it uh, it's a long story. I'll link the video in the description because I do. Wow. Uh, I'll have to it. go watch that but, uh, one because I don't know what the fuck that means. Uh, but basically, so when you said synthian, my first thought was synthian left. Uh. It was like the left with like sexy friendly robots I, I mean i'm in favor of this yeah if honestly if we had sexy friendly robots we'd win a lot more votes to be frank i don't know why the democrats aren't focusing on sexy friendly robots because <laughs> have, have you seen joe biden he would have a heart attack oh my god yeah well he would he... go the way of nelson rockefeller <laughs> fingers fucking crossed
I have some awareness of what happened to Nelson Rockefeller, but not I don't remember exactly. <clears throat> so Nelson Rockefeller uh, was the president was the vice president of the United States under Gerald Ford and wasn't really known for that, but he did die while having sex. I guess as the newspaper memorialized it, he thought he was coming, but he was going. Oh my god. Oh my god. There was there was some fucking news editor in the goddamn like news boardroom like we're never going to get another chance to publish this. We got to run with it. Oh wow, that's a great joke. Fuck. Um also just actually while we're on the subject, uh fuck the fuck the Rockefellers. Fuck all the Rockefellers and fuck the Rockefeller Foundation while we're at it. Fuck all capitalists. Fucking Rockefellers. Fucking JD Rockefeller can kiss my ass. <clears throat> Sorry, I, I, I have read a number of Alexa. Shut the fuck up. Why do you keep She didn't like me criticizing capitalism? <laughs> she heard me say something and thought I was asking her. I'm gonna have to turn her off when we were so She she sorry. didn't like that I was complaining about capitalism. She didn't she heard she heard that and and was like, hey, strike team on its way. Yeah, she had to. She had to alert the agents. Jeff Bezos himself, you know, an attack to. But they can cut the hard line. It is Bezos who owns Amazon, right? Yeah. Okay. I I I always worry I'm gonna like say someone completely incorrect. One one day I'm gonna say like it's Carrot Top who owns Amazon, and you're gonna be like, "Wow, that was some really good weed, wasn't it, Kane?" (laughs) Can you spell your own name right now? Um, Spelling's (laughs) overrated. Well, I've I've been told one of the the best ways to the do only time oral. it is good to spell. Yes, I was about to say. But, you <laughs> know, <gonna> if you <laughs> were actually a cunning linguist, you would write the IPA of words. Ooh. <laughs> uh, you know, just just draw the uh, combined uh, some combined glyphs. And, oh, sp- oh, speaking fuck. of oral. Um, I think that's a great segue into our last segment. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, so I know every uh, every issue of Cosmopolitan we usually make fun of, but this month's issue, I won't say it was good, but it was just like very, but it wasn't that bad. It was just very basic tips and, you know, the kinds of things some sad people uh, didn't already know. And I thought it would be a little mean to dunk on that because these aren't even just, these aren't even like bad tips, like... Yeah, uh, it's like, just like kind of sad. That, like that I kind of took for to granted. Uh, like uh, I like for instance, one of them is literally uh, like for instance, uh, one of them is literally describing uh, that uh, you should get your partner off first. And it's, or at least I think I, I maybe I'm remembering it wrong. And it's like, it just makes me sad that like cishet people have. There are to times be told I feel this. very sorry for cisgender women, for cisgender straight women. Like yeah, like God, that's just like dang, like that's that you that you that that Cosmo's got to be telling people that. Oof. Well, and that actually, real quick sidetrack back around to queer writing. That's another thing. Queer people um, are explicitly willing to like teach other people how to have sex and stuff without it being weird yeah we're, we're willing to talk about sex in a way like, that like oh and we're willing to say what we want well exactly and so i'm uh, the the story i'm working on there's a scene where this main character is having <clears throat> sexual intercourse with another character and he's never done this before so, and... so having sexual relations with that character yes and um 
mm-hmm. and 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 the 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 con- the conceit of the scene is that this main character he doesn't know what he's doing and he's he's really nervous and this other also queer character is like it's okay all you got we're going to communicate i will teach you it's a, and and it's a very happy and comforting scene and he you know it, it ends really positively and that's the kind of thing that like writing queer characters i'm so happy i get to write so I haven't read your your story because uh, you said it isn't like published yet. Oh yeah, no, it's um, not published. But uh, I mean, I'm I'm happy to read it at some point in published form or even like a draft. But the thing is, uh, what it reminds me of is uh, there's a there's a scene that always hit really hard for me in um, Stone Butch Blues that's kind of about that, uh, okay. where the character where the the main character uh, uh, Jesse. Uh, goes and uh, finally uh, uh is you know about to uh have sex with a uh, another uh with another woman at, at that point in the story jesse identifies as a woman um, sure. i should clarify um uh, it jesse's identity is complicated and not explicitly stated it's a very uh which i think is kind of the point uh, much like uh, the author of that story but at that point uh Jesse identifies as well a stone butch and uh, uh, is kind of uh, sort of, uh, I guess, confused because uh, although she's been uh, sexually assaulted, she hasn't had like consensual sex before. But this other character like, you know, kind of walks her through it and tells her like not to. And I'm using that pronoun because at that point in the story, that's what Jesse uses. Of course, of course. Um, uh, It, it's not totally clear in a lot of the rest of the story which pronouns Jesse uses, but again, uh, it's it's like uh, <clears throat> uh, it kind of you know walks uh, them through what's like comfortable and tells them like they don't have to do anything that's uncomfortable and it's okay to be stone. It's yeah. that's a scene that hits really hard for me for multiple reasons, like uh, as someone with genital dysphoria. Uh, well, yeah, and that's and that's. Uh, that's what I like. That's the thing about writing queer love and queer sex, and even 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 just queer love, is that the way we we talk about love, about sex, about these things, is so much more open and accepting and inclusive. And the main character experiences this several times in the story I'm working on, and he he he's, he finds himself overwhelmed by the by by being simply allowed to exist at times even and 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 that's that's and that's some queer pain but it's it's because he's processing his way to to joy so that's why i think i think the the narrative that people need to stop writing queer pain is actually kind of harmful Oh, it, it is. I because I like the the story I was just referencing. Stone Butch Blues has a lot of pain in it, but it's it's a story. It's, it's like someone's life. Uh, I mean, it's semi autobiographical. Not like a. It's not like an autobiography. Sure. But it's like some. But it's like Leslie Feinberg telling your story. <clears throat> uh, well, exactly, and like, and that's <laughs> there's going. So, something queer people need to 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 accept, uh, especially critics of queer literature, is that until we live in a world where 
coming out isn't even like really a thing like you don't have to come out because it's not assumed you're straight from the beginning or whatever do you know what i mean by that am i does that make sense yeah uh we should pr- yeah I, I do understand but we should probably get on to the final segment oh yeah yeah so, so, so I what just, i was saying is cosmos yeah. sex tips uh weren't uh that bad this month but also weren't good so i decided right. to, to mock them uh so instead what i did was uh so, so some of you may remember that last night which uh as of now would mean uh may 13th i uh posted uh some ai i used uh text synth which is an online uh hosting platform for the gpt ai uh that allows you to like put like a sample of text and it will complete it so i asked it to write my wikipedia page yeah. um, multiple times and came up with some completely incoherent uh wikipedia pages uh including uh one that states that um uh, i am currently pursuing a doctorate of philosophy in the history of medicine at the university of sydney i am not I am not currently pursuing a doctorate <laughs> in philosophy. Also, uh, also one that says or, you have uh, over 35,000 commits to Haskell. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was one of the ones I didn't post. But yes, apparently one of the ones that I, I showed behind oh, the I'm scenes Oh, I'm sorry. Is that, was that a, is that a kind of... Oh, it's it's fine. Um, okay. It says that I am a very accomplished Haskell programmer, which is <laughs> funny because I've never written anything in Haskell. Well, it was um, just so funny to me because it went on for like three paragraphs about how you were the motherfucker in the Haskell community. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 that was that was what I didn't post because I used like my my uh, real, real name, name right, to generate which... it, but uh, it was but it was very funny. Um, yeah. So but the ones Sorry that to... I did post, uh, the the best one was probably uh, the one where the best one was either the one I mentioned or uh, or this one, uh, which reads, um, <laughs> which reads. <laughs> She was, fu- which reads, she originally rode to prominence as part of the team behind Crit Facts, a YouTube channel that transgender rights. That, that was the prompt. Where uh, uh, the prompt was DJ Cthulhu is a, pseudo- is a pseudonymous uh, internet personality and political commentator. She originally wrote to prominence uh, as part of the team behind Crit Facts, a YouTube channel that transgender rights. She was fired from that site for her beliefs and has since established a second YouTube channel named Cthulhu's Pajama Party, where she discusses <laughs> transgender issues from a satirical viewpoint. And then later on says, says, uh, says in October 2019, <laughs> the story was renamed Pojama Party. Isn't it? <laughs> Isn't that Pojama the one? Party with an O, like P-O-J-A-M-A. So in honor of this, uh, we are going to have sort of a recurring segment where we play with AIs uh, yeah. called uh pajama called Cthulhu's pajama party. Isn't that um, isn't that also the one where immediately after you were fired you're for your beliefs you somehow got crit facts fired too yes, from an yes, undisclosed been, job. It says that not August 2013 uh YouTube personality crit facts was fired by their employer due to posts made by Cthulhu claiming they were transphobic and making transphobic claims. Uh, so so but anyway Aside from, specified aside from revenge that, uh, aside from all that um, yeah. uh, from all that so we will be introducing a new segment where we play with AIs called Cthulhu's Pajama Party uh, now the first one because th- th- what this has to do with Cosmo is I asked an AI, is I asked the AI to write sex tips <laughs> I'm so scared of these specifically tips. I asked it for gay sex tips um, because uh, some of these are very good, are decent, and some of them are really not, and some of them are just weird. <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> okay, so here's what we got. Learn how to deep throat. I, I guess that's not a bad tip. That's a fair tip, yeah. Uh, yeah. Learn how to get a nice rim job. 
I think the best way to do this is find someone who wants to give you a rim job and ask them uh, yeah, if they will start give you a there, rim yeah. job because uh, that's how you get one. Uh, excuse me, excuse me. What quality of asshole licking do you do? <laughs> you have to be very, you have to be very forward. <laughs> yeah, it has to be a nice rim job. Exactly. You have to be one. You've got to be fancy. You give and them, you... It has to be one where you give them finger guns after and say nice, nice. <laughs> and everyone must be wearing aviators at all times. <laughs> um. Oh, uh, I mean, if I really wanted to have someone give me finger guns, I'd just rim more by women. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! So what's the, what's the next horror show? Have sex on public transit, which um, uh, maybe I mean, don't. I guess it's your thing, but you know, you're gonna get caught and you're gonna get in a lot of trouble. Like, 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 at least if you're going to do that, like, do it in the bathroom or something. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, join the Mile High Club or something. Yeah, like, don't, don't do it, like, in wait, your do, seat. Wait, uh, <laughs> serious, serious question. Do, do airlines count as public transport? No, because they cost too much money. Yeah, and but, I like, buses cost money, too. They just but they're not publicly, uh, air, airport, air, they're not publicly owned, are they, In though? some countries, they are. Oh, hmm, I don't know. Maybe in those countries it would, but I don't think in America it would. They're, they're, the U.S. government doesn't own airlines, no. So in those countries, airliners do count as public transit. Good to know. Yeah, I, w- um, I would think that makes sense. I was just thinking because they are like mass transit yeah. sort of. They're, they're uh, certainly mass transit. Uh, no, number five, uh, make friends with lesbians. This is a good one, actually. I mean, I guess this is... if you're looking, I mean, I guess if you're a gay woman, it's a good idea to, or a queer woman in general, or even if you're not, uh, we're delightful friends. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah just the tip. Uh, not uh, completely unsexually make friends with lesbians. Yeah, do that. Lesbians are dope. Yeah, we're, yes. we're, we're very cool. <laughs> we're, we're very cool. Uh, please befriend us. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm sure that a cane can attest to that. And Absolutely, to that. you're like you're. I'm, I am um, regularly <laughs> unable to express how glad I am to know you. All right, uh, next tip is take someone home and don't call a taxi. I mean, I guess if they want to go home with you, this works. <laughs> what is don't call it? Don't call a taxi for them though. They're on their own. The second they're out the door, they're no longer your problem. <laughs> Well, maybe it's because they're they've now moved in with you. Oh, <laughs> then, and you already have the. So super. instead, you just have to. Yeah, you got to call the U-Haul instead. <laughs> you got to call the U-Haul so you can drive to the super. Typical lesbian date. Typical lesbian date. Anyway, yeah, moving house. Um, let's yeah. see. Seven. Have a threesome. Uh, I I hear threesomes are pretty good. They can be. Sure, sure. They can right. be. The, there's a lot more logistical stuff there than than a twosome. But yeah, but I, I, can bet be fun. I bet it could be fun. Um, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> Let's see, then tips eight and nine are kind of riffing on that. Um, ha- have a threesome with two guys. Well, I guess if you're into men uh, and you have two guys who want to have a threesome with you, uh, I guess that could be fun. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've, I, and I've done that one, and it is fun. That's, it's a lot of penis to keep up with. <laughs> wow, I'm never living that sentence down. <laughs> it, 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 if we ever do merch, we should have like some lines of weird disconnected <laughs> sentences, and that should be one of them. I definitely would wear a shirt that says that's a lot of penis to keep up with. <laughs> uh, let's see, then tip nine is have a threesome with two girls, which is kind of more my speed. And I imagine, yeah. again, if you're into girls and there's two who want to have a threesome with you, uh, this is a good idea. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, 
it, uh, anyway, uh, y'all hit me up. Um, so uh, <laughs> let's see. Number 10 is make out with your hot gay buddy on the train. <laughs> you know, yeah, vacuum, that would be a very good idea. But in practice, you're again probably going to get in trouble for that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just love the on a train. It picked the gayest transport it could. Yeah, 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 yep, yep, uh, the, yep, the, the one that gets railed. Like, making out on a train is so gay. <laughs> the only place that is gayer, the only place that is gayer, I, I will clarify, uh, is the back of a Subaru. The back of a Subaru, yes. <clears throat> or, yes. Or, uh, or potentially, uh, uh, or potentially, if you want to subvert things a little bit, the back of a truck. The thing about truck Getting beds, really sweaty in the back of a truck with a hot yeah. girl, I mean... The thing about would, truck beds yeah. is that they're ribbed. They have like ribs. For your pleasure. Well, not really. You gotta put... Uh, I, was, I was joking. But, but gonna... can you put down like a blanket or something? Oh yeah, I just want to advise anybody <laughs> who might want to have sex okay. in the back so, of a so, pickup truck at some point, bring so, a blanket. Well, I only asked the AI for 10 tips. It has a lot more for us. Because it then decided basically to write what sound like columns from a gay advice magazine. Oh um, no! So it, it had like a line across the screen. Then it says, the ultimate guide to gay sex, parentheses, guys. And then it says... <laughs> one, one moment while i try to read this uh i'm sorry i, I gotta read this without laughing sorry sorry one moment um <clears throat> uh, um uh gotta picture something not funny um uh pleasure dude and his friends uh, this <laughs> pleasure dude and his friends have created a i'm, I'm literally foaming at the mouth laughing right now just <laughs> Is for a visual. Pleasure Dude and his friends have created a guide to how to, on how to get it on like a gayer version of the Karate Kid. What? <laughs> I promise this is completely organic. This is what it wrote. I did not edit this in any way. Let's see. So it, it has more tips then. Um, it, let's see. Uh, tip one, take it slow. Uh, I mean, okay. yeah, that's not that's bad. That's a good tip, yeah. Um, it's about getting there. Uh, also, not a bad tip. A great dick is just a great dick. <laughs> I can't fault the logic there. Um, okay. Uh, number four, um, I'm gay because all the chicks are into me. Well, I, I mean, I guess if you're a gay girl and all of them are into you, it could be. But it does say guys in parentheses at the top, which makes it... um. Uh, I guess a little less fortuitous, but you know, at least you've got friends. Um, let's see. Number five is a little sadder, though, <clears throat> uh, which is sometimes I get the feeling like I'm the only gay in the world. Oh, fuck if I don't know that feeling. Oh, yeah, same. Oh. Let's see. Uh, number six, there's always a nice gay man. Well, I mean, <laughs> hopefully, uh, there's a nice gay guy, I guess. Um, let's see. Number seven, I think most people have a gay friend. <laughs> like, I like that the AI is just pontificating at this point. <laughs> but tip eight is objectively true. Objectively true. Uh, which is, being gay is so much better than being straight. I get to have sex all the time. <laughs> <clears throat> I, like how, I like how this began at a gayer version of the Karate Kid. <laughs> 
All right. Um, all right. Uh, let's see. Uh, number nine. Uh, if you are dating a guy who wants to have anal sex, he's gay. Well, I guess if he wants to have anal sex with men, he's probably gay. I guess if you're a guy dating a guy who wants to have anal sex, yeah, that's probably gay. Like, well, yeah, but but like, well, I mean, I guess he could also be bi. Um, oh, true. But like, or pan or something else. But but also like, if you're a guy dating a guy, that's pretty gay, regardless of whether gay. you have anal sex. I don't think you need him to know if he wants anal sex to figure out if that's gay. Um, all right, and number 10. Sometimes you just know if a guy is gay. I hadn't thought about that, but I like the idea of being like, I wasn't sure he was really gay till we got to the anal stuff. Well, isn't there like that joke, that like copy pasta about like, we were going to do gay stuff until one of us chickened out and I just never chickened out and now we have two kids in Vermont. <laughs> um, there's some copy pasta that i'm remembering that goes something like that that's uh, that's just gay relationships <laughs> well yeah i mean uh or uh well i mean i'm not a gay guy but uh, i mean i do participate in the long established lesbian tradition of being totally clueless if i'm in a relationship oh, like i'll God. be like in bed with someone uh after having sex and i'll be like huh, i wonder if she's gay too i, I should ask <clears throat> And, and she's like, to... um, uh, and she's like, um, uh, we just had sex. <clears throat> it's like, well, you, you know, could have just implies... been trying it on. I don't know. Mm. I never know when I'm in a relationship with someone either. The well, well, you, time... well, you're like, well, you're like, um, pan gay in a lesbian way, right? Yeah. So that much, figures that right? are figures that you wouldn't know. Um, uh, so. This list does go on a lot longer, but we should probably be wrapping things up because we're overtime. Probably. Uh, I should say, actually, wait, should we go through one more part of it? Sure. Uh, Ten things you should know about anal sex in parentheses <laughs> boys. Oh, dear. <laughs> um, let's see. Anal sex is a fun thing to try. It's the best part of sex, if you know what I mean. It's nice to feel it on you from the inside. It is more pleasurable for the both partners because you get to know exactly what I... It's really channeling Trent Reznor on this one. <laughs> really? <laughs> he wants to feel you from the inside. I suppose. Uh, let's see. I want to fuck you like an animal. It's, it's the best part of sex. If you know what I mean. <laughs> okay, uh, it also says um, it also says that anal sex is much better when done by older men because they know what they're doing and it's way easier to see what works and what doesn't. Younger men aren't so good because they have a lower chance to do everything right. <laughs> so, so I have not had anal sex with men. Okay, fair. Um, uh, but... I will say I don't think that numbers game quite works out. Having had having had <laughs> anal sex with men of various ages. Consensually, I like I don't. There's I don't think that that trend holds. <laughs> so younger it's, men don't have a lower chance to do everything right. Not not necessarily. In <laughs> fact, um, when I was still like actively doing stuff, uh, a lot of the younger guys were the ones who uh, who would like actually like communicate and shit as well, as you would well, like. I mean, I I get that. Like, I assume younger men are probably you know. Uh, less uh i guess self-assured that they're you know the best fucker in the world well i mean don't get me wrong there were some older guys that were great fucks too like i'm not saying they're not i'm just saying it's much more of a scatter plot than this is implying <laughs> um okay but it also has 10 tips for anal sex should i should i read those uh, 
Oh dear. Yes, I suppose. Uh, it's really nice and the best feeling ever. Well, I mean, it's very good, but I don't know if it's the best feeling ever. I think this AI just like really needs to get as fuck. You need to get in the AI assume. Yeah. Yes. Um. Uh, let's see. You see more of your partner. Uh, depending on the position, I depending don't think that's that. really true, but uh, yeah. let's see. Three, you don't have to worry about pregnancy. I guess that is true. Point. I mean, yeah, that's all right. You got me there. That's... Uh, let's see. Uh, although I don't really have to worry about pregnancy anyway. Um, yeah. uh, let's see. You can see every little detail. I guess I, <laughs> I I it's another depends one. Um, let's see. You feel something extra. Well, I guess technically, yes. <laughs> you do feel something extra. Um, let's see. Number six. You can see a lot. Um, again, that uh, depends, it's I think. really focused on seeing with this. <laughs> let's see. Uh, seven. It's much more fun. Uh, eight. <laughs> you get to touch more. Well, I, I guess technically, yeah. Um, let's see number nine you get to eat well i mean uh, maybe not at the same time uh, <laughs> maybe not at the same time but yeah. there's some applications there uh, say eyes into some freaky shit and finally you have to be flexible you don't have to be. Well, you don't have to but it does <laughs> it is helpful that's that's true uh, anyway, this AI was so, just I think this AI is just really hard up if I'm honest. Oh yeah, the AI is down bad. It uh <laughs> it also has some, some recommendations for gay cinema, which I think at least oh, half God. of these are not actual movies. But anyway, I th I think we've run over time enough. Yeah, so we should probably I'm cut things off. Uh, <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh that was a great episode um and uh as uh, and as Vera would say, someone should fuck that AI. Uh,